in the backwoods of America. We have climbed the highest mountains, searched the densest forest, dragged the swamps, and scoured the prairies to find our leader, retired U.S. Marine Gunny, Bud Cornwell. Great Patriots of America, I have a wonderful patriot, that's the best way to explain it, an individual that has spent a large amount of his life defending the Constitution, first off, and defending the border on what we would call the... uh, non-exclusive everybody's free but he was a border agent matter of fact a deputy border agent in San Diego County which I'm very familiar with that connects the state of California with Mexico and Tijuana and he has gone through 25 years of experience on protecting our border. However, it has changed. And the reason it has changed is because of the administration. And J.J. Carroll today is going to explain to us what the issue is. Why are we dealing with what is happening And is there any way that we can make these changes to, again, protect our border? doesn't matter who the president is. I get that. There's, uh, you know, instructions that comes down from the administration, executive world. But the states are 100% responsible for the border. The U.S. government determines the legal right of a citizen to become into this country. That's what they do. That's what the Constitution tells them to do. The difference is the states must meet that Constitution requirement based upon the immigration laws that have been passed. This is what we're dealing with. We're dealing with an administration that doesn't care about the immigration law. And J.J. Carroll is a great patriot that is seeing what is happening between those two specific uh, political points or political atmospheres of how this is happening. And I thank you very much, JJ, for coming on this podcast again for the second time. And I don't have any words. I I love you as a brother. I love you what you're doing. I think you have done the right thing to open up your, what we call our soup coolers in the U.S. (laughs) Marines and, and tell us about it. So welcome to the podcast. 
I'm very excited to be back for a second time. So thank you very much. And you hit on something that's very important. And our founding fathers, this was their biggest fear, right? Their biggest fear was the loss of states' rights and, and abdicating that to a central government. Right. And that is what's happened. So you have, so if you look across the border, you have New Mexico doesn't even get involved ever. You have Texas who has Abbott. Abbott plays middle of the road. He's milk toast. And I know there's people that think he's great. I'm not one of them. Okay. You got <laughs> Arizona. That lady should never have won the election number one. And she's incompetent and she'll never do anything. Carrie Lake, I was pulling for her hard uh, because she said, I'm going to lock our border down because she has the right as a state yes, to say, you, you're invading my country. California, there's no way under Newsom. Now, what's happened is the, the states have abdicated all of their authority and all of their rights to the federal government and just kind of thrown their hands up and said, now nah, we can't do anything about it. It's a federal issue. And it's wrong. It's absolutely wrong. It can be a federal issue, and it should be because they're supposed to keep our nation sovereign, and they're not doing it. But we have to have a coordination with the states. Right. There's an evasion. So let's say Russia is invading. Do you think that Texas just goes, well, the 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 the, the federal government's going to take care of this? No, Texas are going to be out there. This is an invasion into our country. Um, and from the last time that I came here to speak to you, things have accelerated in, in a almost unimaginable. I call it jumping the shark. Right. There's things that this administration is doing on the border now that would, if you would have told me six months ago, I would say, yeah, I can maybe see that, but dear God, that could not be happening that fast. And it is, and it's frightening. So let me ask you this. Um, when I talk to multiple people associated with concern of our border. Okay. This is a very powerful question, is the cartel. What okay. is the level that the cartel is now engaged in this border? Okay, that's a great question because everything has changed in the probably the last six months. The, number one, the cartel owns everything on the border. Nothing happens. No one crosses. No narcotics cross unless you're told or given the okay to do it, right? I can't stress that enough because they are so violent. They, It's not like, and it's segmented out. It could be just, you're going to control this 100 yards, and then you're, this cartel is going to control these 10 miles. I mean, it's chaotic. But I can say with complete certainty, and people are saying this out loud finally, that the, the cartels, in Mexico are running our immigration system. And let me explain to you a couple points. We know about the CBP-1 app where you go on your phone and you, you dial in that you want to get asylum. I, it's, it's mind boggling that they're allowing this to happen, but you can't get on the CBP-1 app in, unless you're in the Northern Mexico area. So therefore you can say, I've traveled all the way up here. Now I'm asking America for asylum. 
So what this is now, this is at 1,450 people a day, okay? So your audience needs to understand that we are now over 43, 44,000 of these individuals every month on top of everyone else that's pouring in. So the cartels, the cartels have been able to hack into the CBP1 app. And now they control, there's 1,450 slots a day and the cartels control who gets those slots. And now there's no geofencing on this because they've been able to hack in. So now they're going to Sudan, China, Uzbekistan, and they're selling these slots to anyone the highest bidder. And then they're flying them in into Mexico City or Tijuana or Mexicali or Texas, and they're moving them through the ports of entry because they're selling the slots of the American government. Another yeah. point, when you look at the last 18, 16 to 18 months, now, now think about this. I don't I'm law enforcement. I don't believe in coincidences and things just happen there. When there's a pattern, there's a reason. So just think about this. In the last 16, 18 months, the exact amount of people are crossing every day and every month. Okay? That just doesn't happen because the cartels push over the right amount of people every single day in order to not completely overwhelm the system where it just collapses. Now, it's overwhelmed. There's nothing getting done. When I mean overwhelmed, I'm talking about a steady, continuous flow of people. Think of yourself. Think of Amazon, right? So Amazon has, they have control features built into their computer programming where they don't get overwhelmed and their giant processing areas close down, right? Same thing, you got to think of it as a business. This is a multi-billion dollar business of human smuggling. We're not even talking about the narcotics. So they're just keeping the distribution running smoothly. Does that make sense? So yeah. the exact same amount of people, seven to 9,000 people a day, every single day. How is that possible? That, that's a coordinated effort between our government, Mexican government, and the cartels. And if you don't think our government is that malicious and that evil, then you, are, then you have no idea. Then you've never learned anything in history, right? So you have the CBP1 app. You have the cartels moving bodies over at the pace that they want when they want and how they want and where they want. Everything is controlled by the cartels, everything. And it should scare America because they don't care. They're the most violent, disgusting human beings on planet Earth. So let's use an example. When we use this word cartel, right? Okay. It's, it's, it's a, uh, a new title to a lot of people in America. However, it is very similar to the mobs in America. The difference is the mobs wanted power in this country. So mm -hmm. let's say that you were giving your life or become part of this mob organization, which is exactly what the cartels does. If you go out of line per se they'll kill you 
No questions asked. They'll kill you. This is the same response in the cartel. So why is this important? Because there's probably thousands of these cartel people that have joined this organization that are afraid of the very leaders in their organization. So this is what we have to deal with. What I'm saying is, is we have to deal with people uh, being driven beyond what I would call the moral conceptual concept of being a human being. No, the, listen, when, when you talk about the level of violence in the cartels, right. it's nothing that nothing that the, the Gambino crime family or or okay. the Chicago, they have no they're on two different worlds. You're talking about the cartel. Let me just give you an example of what the cartels do. So there is a guy they call the suit man. And what he would do is the cartels would come to him. And in, in order to dispose the bodies, he would put them in sulfuric acid and literally put them in giant drums and then melt the bodies. They're hanging people, corpses, off of bridges with their genitals ripped out and shoved in their mouth as a point to say, this is who we are. Now, how does that translate into America? Well, number one, we have rape trees. These are trees or or uh, Constantina fence wire where the cartels come up and they they find a female, a young child, a teenager, and they rape them. And they rape them and they pass them around and they take their undergarments, bras, panties, and then they throw them over a tree branch or on the fence. And this is a intimidation tactic that says, hey, you're going to pay us. We're so powerful. I'm going to take your wife and I'm going to take your three-year-old daughter and I'm going to rape them. And there's wow. nothing you can do. Because if you do anything, I'm going to kill you and them. They're going to be raped no matter what. So let's all sit back and just relax because we're going to do what we want. Now, the question becomes, well, that's just happened in New Mexico. No, no. I have We have training videos of cartel members driving on interstates in Phoenix with their long arms at the ready in case they get pulled over by the, 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 any kind of law enforcement. And they post it and they laugh because they, they're laughing at the, the impotence of American Americans because they know that they have a ability to ramp up their violence that no one in America can stomach. How far north are they coming? Let me give you an example. Mm. This was last, maybe two, three weeks ago, that they did a fentanyl sting in Indiana. Indiana, yep. they found 19 cartel members at the heart of the fentanyl sting. We're Crazy. So when people say, well, you know, Sal, no, they're all over America and they're doing atrocities that you can't fathom. I want you to try to imagine the, the threat of violence is so great that they're pushing over tens of thousands, millions of people, okay? But then they're released into, they, they, they can't have control of them, like physical control, because they have to be released and there's only X amount of cartel. But you're so afraid 
you're, you're living somewhere in Wisconsin and you are still working and sending money to pay off your smuggling debt because you're scared to death that if you stop paying them, they will locate you and kill you or go back to your hometown in Mexico and slaughter your whole family. And they do that in order to have these millions of people continually send money to them. And our government has allowed this to happen. We own this completely as a nation. So how how does this kind of intertwine? Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. Uh, Trump talked about MS-13, mm-hmm. talked about these, you know, these... Uh, Savages. Savages. Yeah, that's a good word. So the way to describe them. You know, it is is that conceptual understanding of the cartel? Is this, you know, do, do they fit in that same mold? Or is uh, the cartel uh, above and beyond even what MS-13 can do? They're all kind of... They're all kind of the same type of thing, right? So MS-13 is a gang and they do all kinds of crimes and they're violent. And one of their their trademark is killing with machetes. They like to hack people to death, as violent and cruel as you can imagine that is. When you look at the cartels, some of them are very sophisticated and some of them are just run by the most violent people, like El Chapo Guzman. He just... He just uh, a ratty dude, a little guy that was more had the propensity to commit heinous acts of violence more so than his competitors without even the afterthought of doing it. So fear and violence and power and, and, and strength is the currency. We look, the war on drugs and the war on immigration, they go side by side and they're both fallacies and lies. And our government has gone down, this is documented, has gone down and pick and choose sides of what cartel they want in order them to war against each other. Our government is complicit in everything. I I, I think it's very hard for patriots to hear this because- um, They don't want to believe it. They don't want to believe, they don't want to believe that their own government is corrupt to the core. Our government today, is no better than third world cesspools across this Absolutely. globe. The only Absolutely. thing is they're cleaner and wear nicer clothes. That's it. That's it. And, and I and it's hard for patriots to hear that they're great country. And you have, in order to digest this, but you have to make a demarcation. We're talking about government, not the country. They're two different things. They're supposed to yes. be one. But they're two yeah, different things. Not, We're not, not talking about yeah. the country. Americans yes. are are beautiful, kind, compassionate, helpful. The government is corrupt, malicious, traitorous, treasonous. And it's true. It's hard to say that out loud, but it yes. must be spoken. No, absolutely. And um, I, I think about everything that's going on. And every time I do a podcast, I, I just want to... <laughs> puke sometimes if you know what i'm talking about because it's difficult to talk about what's going on and from a veteran standpoint uh, i was trained educated and 
you know, became a great Marine because of the people that were in the past. Mm -hmm. World War II, Vietnam, Korea. These are the, the people that put, you know, that uh, leadership and, and that ethos in my heart. Mm -hmm. They created a culture. And Exactly. And the culture was the, the defense of the Constitution of the United States. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't understand that. But uh, what, what I'm seeing from the border standpoint is maybe I'm wrong. I don't think I am. Why in the world would any state listen to the federal government as it relates to the border? Because they, they've already proven that they have failed in the requirements of the Constitution. Yes. Right? So, well, even California, even California, right? Why are we dealing with all this, you know, this communist ideology of, you know, just letting them in? And I'm going to tell you why. I, I know why. <laughs> this is not America. This is just not us doing this. This is the global elites across this globe that are trying. And unless something happens specifically in America, they will succeed to create this utopia environment where if you're suppressed here then you go here and then you yep. will no longer be suppressed and you know italy england even switzerland mm -hmm. sweden are bringing France. these people in and and the even uh, finally the swiss are realizing going we screwed up because mm -hmm. we're bringing evil into our country. But, hey, it's too late. That's Well, I, I, I agree. I agree 100% with what you're saying. Because when you look at, when you take a step back from just America and you look at the Western nations, they're all doing the same thing as we are. However, we're just doing it at such an enormous rate. Yes, right? absolutely. But they, they have gone through what we're going through now just at a, a slower pace. Um, and you're seeing the manifestations. France is still burning. Nobody talks about it. It's all military age adult men yep. from Af the continent of Africa and the Middle East that are coming there burning everything down. It, they just burnt, which is equivalent to our Library of Congress. They built, yeah. the, they burnt the largest library in France that had documents from 1100, year 1100, burnt to the ground. Just burnt. We're going to see that here, bud. We're going to see that happen in America. I know it's hard for people to say, well, that's not going to happen. It already is yeah. happening. Yeah, it's happening on a smaller scale, but it's happening. Let me give you an example of, of how this is manifesting. So in Chicago, they voted in Chicago, which is worse than Iraq, worse than El Salvador in <laughs> shootings and murders every year. It's, it's, that's a factual truth. They diverted $51 million, $51 million from their coffers to, to house 
thousands of illegal aliens. The residents went nuts, right? Because truthfully, they're hurting. They need that money and those services. So what they did is they converted an old school, I think it was a high school, in a neighborhood, converted into a homeless shelter for mainly at single adult males. So what happened when you put 1,000 people, 500 people into a makeshift shelter, prostitution, male and female prostitution skyrocketed, skyrocketed. Drugs everywhere, loud music, parties all night because they don't have to work, everything's free. Then they did what I always said they would do. They started going into the neighborhoods and harassing and beating up, assaulting U.S. citizens in their homes, stealing their vehicles, robbing them. This is going to begin to happen at a yep. breakneck pace very, oh, yeah. very shortly. And Americans think, they think that they have seen violence before. You haven't seen anything yet. We're talking about people that have nothing <laughs> that you have and I have. Absolutely. And, and I looked in their too. eyes. And when you look in their eyes, they ha all have something very evil and in common. Their eyes are hollow, meaning you look at them and you can look straight into their head because there's nothing going on. It's like it's empty. And when you see that, you're like, okay, they don't, they're not going to understand anything except pain and violence. That's this is how it's going to go. I, I know it. I lived it for 24 years. I know what I'm talking about. And I'm seeing it today in America. And it is. It's frightening. You have a global reset and a migration into nations to remove borders and to allow people. Let me just give you a look. Numbers don't lie, right? They just are what they are. You can manipulate them a little bit, but numbers, just factual numbers are just what they are. Joe Biden's been in office for 30 months. He has arrested and released almost 7 million people. Seven million people. This year, we have three months left in the physical FY23. We are going to surpass for the first time in American history, three million people that have been arrested and released in America in one year. And I'm not even talking about the other three to five to seven million that absconded through our open borders. Do you know that we're now getting reports that 80% of the border at any given time is completely unmanned. Unmanned, meaning there's not one border patrol agent working the border. Well, that's that's not surprising. You're, I mean, ma the majority of the border patrol agents are, uh, at least in my they're mind, they're processing. Yeah, they're processing right. and transporting aliens. They that's, are, are, but they're not doing their job. They because can't. They're, they're they're being you know handcuffed. Yes. And then my all of my all of my buddies, former colleagues and sources tell me and you, you can see this on the news, they'll, they'll be anonymous and they'll quote and say what I have become is the final piece of the smuggling route. Absolutely. I'm at the yep. very end. And instead of me deporting this individual that I did three years ago, now I'm making sure he walks out the door and just disappears. We have, so, yeah. yeah. The, the statement I'm going to tell you is this, and I believe this the government no longer owns or controls the border agents. The cartel does. 
Uh, th- th- let me tell you why I say that. I have a great, great person that I'm connected with. He was a deputy sheriff in Arizona. Okay. Right. And he wrote a book and I got connected with him. And then when I started talking with him and, and like you and the rest of uh, the border patrol, he started talking about all of these things that were happening, the changes that were going on and how the, the state itself, the administration of the state, even the sheriffs, these are the sheriffs in mm-hmm. case you didn't know it. That is the number one guy in America. A lot of people don't understand that. The sheriff has more power than the governor of any state. That is true, and I can prove it to you. And yet, the federal government is coming down so hard Mm -hmm. on these people. And what is what I found out interesting from I'm going to tell his name, but he told me on the podcast, I have seen more of my buddy's friends in the sheriff's department die in the last three years than the whole time I've ever been part of the sheriff. Because Because of the border? the border and the cartel. Uh-huh. So, I mean, uh, and uh, did you hear anything about this? Did you, you know, did, does America get this information going? It's so bad that we actually have people dying, you know, that are mm-hmm. supporting this. Santa was down in Juarez on Christmas Eve Trying to take the toys to the kids in need Slid down the chimney, there was the strangest smell He landed in the house of the local cartel They were smoking something funny, didn't know what it was Santa got himself a little second-hand buzz He ate every single tortilla inside He's the police Navidad amigos, have a good night Santa got busted by the border patrol Coming into Texas trying to leave Mexico His eyes were redder than old Rudolph's nose Santa got busted by the border patrol The cops said, hey, what's in that big red sack? Our dogs are sniffing, yeah, you better step back They started high-fiving, saying, ain't we slick? We got Willie, got Nelly, now we got St. Nick. Santa got busted by the Border Patrol. 85 miles east of El Paso. If you're coming into Texas, find another way to go. Santa got busted by the Border Patrol. Said case dismissed. Keep flying high, get the toys to those kids. Santa got busted by the border patrol. Coming into Texas, trying to leave Mexico. His eyes were redder than old Rudolph's nose. 
Santa got busted by the Border Patrol. Santa got busted by the Border Patrol. 85 miles east of El Paso. If you're coming into Texas, find another way to go. Santa got busted by the Border Patrol. Santa got busted by the Border If, if you go and you look at FBI data year after year after year after year after year, the most ass assaulted group of, of law enforcement officers in the United States were patrol. Yeah, over, over I, all I of them. Agree. Every yes, year, absolutely. all year. Just just today, there's a border patrol agent making arrest of some illegal aliens, and they, he was getting shot at from the south side. Sure, this has happened. I, I look, we we would have to do reports, right? Every anytime someone got assaulted, got rocked. So when I say assaulted, it could be I got shot at, I got uh, uh, throwing bricks at, rebar. Uh, we used to get bailing wire across the fences when I wrote TVs to try to decapitate us. So we would have to, as supervisors, write reports and send them into a database so they can collect them, right? This was happening multiple times on a shift in one station. This is going on across the 2,000 miles of border every single day, all day. And what you see is you see assaults, deaths. And here's the other thing you see is an epidemic in the United States Border Patrol is the rate of suicides is off the charts. These same men- with the, Same with the military. You know what I'm talking why about. Why do you think that is? It's because they feel betrayed. And there's nothing that Absolutely. hurts a man's soul or a woman's soul more than being betrayed. Yep. And that's what 20, it feels like. 22 veterans a day. A day. And we do nothing to stop it. Nothing. Right. No one cares. They don't. They don't. Because you know what? You know, if you're a veteran and you kill yourself, then that's less money that the government yep. has to spend to take care of you. Right? So... I'm, but I'm just being but we can spend, but we can send a hundred billion dollars to Ukraine. Absolutely. But but what could and, and, and what what is it like fifty million to Hawaii seven hundred dollars per dollars, citizen? Yep. Well, here here's something that that just came out, which and, and it, it dovetails just what you're saying. So they just the Democrats are trying to do an emergency supplemental bill. Okay. In that emergency supplemental bill, they put $4 billion to border security. Now, whenever you hear that, you got to look into it. So you, I look into it, 3.5 out of the, the 4 billion is going to two major things. Number one, it's going to build regional processing centers yep. in Latin America. We already yep. have them in Costa Rica, uh, Colombia, and Guatemala. We are the State Department the Department of State is actually planning on having 100 of these processing centers in Latin America. And know what they did? They changed because when they heard regional processing centers, people kind of recorded and was like, what? So they changed the names of them. You know what they're called now? Safety Mobility Offices, SMOs. In this same bill, you're not going to believe this. Sometimes I say things and I... I, I I know no one believes it. I know they think I'm making this up. I'm not. In this bill, they are setting aside billions of dollars to build 
housing in the United States of America on the borders. So when people come and want and get asylum and wait to hear their court dates, we will house them. This is the height of homelessness, <laughs> historic height homelessness in America. But we are going to spend billions of dollars to house foreign nationals. So you talk about betrayal. You talk about people that are down their luck. They're homeless. A man that can't support his family for whatever reason. And he's and he's hurting. He's hurting in his soul. And he just says, screw it and kills himself. Our government is not the answer, but it should never, never be the problem. And it is the problem. Yeah. You just sent in this bill, You they just proposed to send $24 billion to Ukraine and only $12 billion to America National Disaster Relief Funds. It's going to take hundreds of billions of dollars to, 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 to rectify and rebuild Maui, but you're going to give them half the money you're going to give to Ukraine? It's the same thing as Paul Ryan, McConnell, and all of those rhinos that wouldn't give my President Trump the money to build the wall. Right. Well, they stonewalled that money. Guess what happened? Agents were killed. Agents were maimed. Agents killed themselves. Illegal aliens went wild. Fights every day. And it could have been stopped, but our own government is corrupt. And I hate to say it out loud, but it's the truth. They're corrupt. And you, you mentioned about Trump comes in the office, right? And he got his five million, think about that one, to do a, a border. Five billion. Right? They freaked out. They he had to go steal yeah. that money from the yeah. defense department. From other places. All right. Yes. So then we're doing this. Right. And then, like you're talking about, even during this time frame, which you would think that the border agents were all right, all right. This is good. It's is you know things are happening, but they're still killing themselves mm -hmm. because they don't have trust in the government. Even when yeah. Trump was there, now I'm not saying he's the greatest president since sliced bread. Reagan was in my mind, but the point I'm making is is we're at a point where the administration, no matter who they are, is um. It's so corrupted that even a good person that goes in to become a president, right, cannot change or or reallocate us back to America as it should be. Yeah, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this though. President Trump, he's so relentless and so tenacious right. that he fought through all that red tape. And guess he what? Did. When he ended his term, I was the recipient. I got these reports every day, these 24-hour reports. We were arresting as, as low as 150 people in a day. That's nothing. Wow. That's that's the 6,000 miles of the northern border, 2,000 the southern, and both coasts in the interior. I can't impress this upon you enough. So here's a man, the president just willed it. Yep. The I Border Patrol pride. Border Patrol pride was off the charts. ISIS okay. pride was off the charts. And he shut the border down. We were within six to nine months of his second term of having a closed border. The moment Biden took office, those same reports that I got 
rose to over 5,000 a day and has not stopped. Over 950 days in office, I think it is right now. Every day, he's averaging between five and 11,000 people a day are crossing the border. And I'm not talking about the absconders. I'm talking about the physical people that we got our hands on. This is insane. This is, and, is. The, and you mentioned, and you mentioned Reagan. Reagan, to his death, said he made several mistakes. And he said the greatest mistake he ever made was he granted amnesty. Yes. Even that great exactly. conservative got hoodwinked and did amnesty. Yep. And it was a exactly. lie. And they all lied to him. Right. But the issue is Trump went in there with the right attitude, the right way to do it. But he was fighting constantly with this, you know, this Washington uh, swamp of people that just don't get it. And fortunately, and you'll understand this, I think so, is because the president, the executive department has the authority and the responsibility to control our borders, right? Well, here, here, I agree with that from, from one perspective. The Constitution states that the determination of the number and type of immigrant, legal immigrant, that comes into America is, is solely controlled by the House and Senate. The executive branch does not have right. that authority. However, in, in times of emergency, like invasions, we can use executive orders and bring the military down to do what we have to do. But it's but been reversed. Got, yeah. It got reversed. The executive branch now has abdicated all the authority yep. from, from the House and Senate, and they're exasperating not exactly. closing the border. Exactly. That's, that's where I was headed. Gosh. You know, things are twisted around. So when, when Trump left, it was easy to erase all of what he did. And they it's did. very easy. And they did. We have the House, right? And these yes. people should be standing up doing what? And they're not. Supporting, and they're not because of, of the swamp. And like you're talking about, the, you know, the reverse of the roles. I yeah, I'm. I was shocked once the House in 2022 was taken over by the Republicans. All these things that they said that they would do and name me well, one. What did they run on? Just, what did, their, their main their main thing they ran on, Bud, was they were going to impeach Mayorkas. They all ran on that, and they haven't impeached them. You have a president that has his family has. 20 LLCs that they run money yep. through and the president's gotten millions of dollars and they won't impeach him. Why? Because McCarthy. they're part of the problem. They're no, it's, in, they're it's, 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 it's really McCarthy because he was challenged before he was elected into that seat. Right. Yeah. But, but all those, but, but, but all but those the, rhinos the fell in place, didn't yeah. they? Right, but the difference was the people that challenged him were very few. Very few. And he was able to influence those people, those few people that were keeping him from to that office. Mm -hmm. And so it's just a sad time in our country. It is. It's, and it's it's frightful. And if your audience has to understand that we're doing three million this year. 
you will do three and a half, four million next year. And then you'll add. So after after Joe Biden's four years is over, he will, I estimate, he will have let in at least 25 million people. That is crazy. That's I, I can't even imagine that. Now, I live in Alabama and I see it. You know, mm-hmm. not New York. That's, you know, the, the mayor of New York came up going, I can't handle this no more. You know, yeah. I get it. I live in Alabama and I see it. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying what I see is bad because the majority of these people that I talk to is exactly what you're talking about. You know, these people have values. They're they're Christians. They're Catholics. Their 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 families, and they just want a better life. I get that, understand. But they're ha- you have to do it the legal way. Exactly, that's the difference. You just can't because, let people go right. into. You know. Well, here here's the I thing. Can't. Like I I always say this when people say, "Well, they're good, hardworking people, and they're they're Christians," right. and I get it, and I feel it. Right? I'm a human. I I'm like, yeah, I understand. However. There are exorbitant hidden costs because you got to look at that family and say, now I got a times and times 10 million, right? So you have those people have no health care. They they're uneducated. They don't speak the language. Um, they're going to work under the table and they're going to suppress the wages of Americans. And it's going to cause a ripple effect in our economy. And we, and those are just four or five things just off the top of my head. We're not even going into, you know, a whole plethora of other things, housing, rent costs, land, private property, all of that crime. So there is that's when you start to see that compounding effect where. Just because they're good, hardworking people, there is. But people need to understand because those people snuck in. And now there's a, another million, 1.6 million plus are in the asylum process. You have legal res, legal immigrants waiting to come in to be legal residents, excuse me, legal immigrants that will never get the chance to yes, come in. Exactly. So you had millions of people. I tell people this is the best way to describe it. I love the movie Top Gun Maverick, the second, the first one and the second. Yeah. The second was great. Yeah. So I go to the movie theater and I'm, man, I, I know the line's going to be long. So I get there an hour, hour ahead of everybody and I'm number five in line. And I'm so excited because I know it's a, a big theater, has like 200 seats. Yes, I'm going to get in. And I wait and I wait and I get all the way up to the ticket counter. I'm about to put my money in. And all of a sudden, 500 people bum rush the door and they all get in. And I'm standing there going- what? what's my ticket what, the what no i'm just saying as a as an analogy that right 500 people go in and i'm standing there in line going no 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 i'm i'm next in line no you're not you're after those 500 well that ah, they can't do that that's, that's a lie yeah. and that's what's happening in america because gotcha. you have people that want to come into america that have put forth the effort and time and done all the paperwork, but they can't get in because there's 10 million people in front of them and they're never going to come in. How's that fair? How is that American? That's not, that's un-American. 
I never thought about that, JJ. I was just like, yes. I mean, I was always under the impression that this process that we have, they go in, they you know, they fill out the paperwork, and then they go into a stack of the next person. But what you're telling us is you got all these people that are coming in, and they have to compete with these people that are crossing the border. And I well, think well, think true. of this. I think what you're tell what you're telling me is true. Oh, it's because- actually true. It's absolutely true. Think of this. You have you have an office called the USCIS. They handle all the workers' doc, uh, green cards, all that. So you only have about there's nineteen thousand of them, and and ten thousand or nine thousand are scattered across the globe. So you have about ten thousand in America. How's ten thousand people going to adjudicate ten million people? No. Think of this <laughs> yeah, asylum. I, know. I okay. get it now. Yeah. Now, now, You're just right. just let me give you another another data point so you can can you can understand. Right now, they're saying that asylee cases are about one point six to two million. There's less than nine hundred asylee officers. Nine hundred. So there's nine hundred people trying to adjudicate almost two million cases. Do you see the absurdity of this? Look, in New York yeah. City, in New York City, you the docket has been booked. The next time you can see an immigration judge is 2032. 2032. Holy crap. So it's all so what they do is they overwhelm the system, they break the system, and then the next step, and you will hear this and you will call me back and go, you were right. The next step yeah. is. Well, the only way to fix this is to flush the system, meaning amnesty, and then we'll 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 get it better next time. I promise. Amnesty. I get you. Oh, that I I hate that word. Uh, It's just not not. I know. You know, looking out towards a person coming in here to have a better life. I, I get that. But you but cannot not give you cannot give amnesty to millions of people no. that are coming across this border that will kill us, that will cause massive crime. You just can't do it. No. And that's what we're doing with. It. All right, JJ, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you on the podcast. You're not gonna get away from the Patriot cause. I'm telling you that right now. Great conversation. I appreciate your time and effort. And uh, we'll get back together soon. And I'll get your book out to Mark. I appreciate it. Thank you. And thank you for the time. And you, you call me back anytime. I love to have these conversations and, and uh, I wish I could say it's going to get better, but I don't believe it is. And well, uh, Here's how simple this is. I'm going to salute you. <laughs> All right. You thank de- you very you much. You deserve it. You deserve it. Thank you. And uh, I- I'm at a loss when I talk about what's going on in our country, but you uplift me. That What the, what I mean by that is when I talk to great patriots, people that understand the Constitution, understand America, and have fought for it for so many years, we have got to open our mouth. Mm-hmm. We do. I mean, we can't we remain silent have, anymore. 
millions and millions of people across all of the media, whether yes. they like us or not, talking about enough is enough. Correct. Yes. Thank you for having Thank me you. on. Have a great day. Yes, sir. We'll talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye. Wish the buck was still silver And it was back when the country was strong Back before Elvis, before the Vietnam War came along Before the Beatles and yesterday when a man could still work and still would It's the best of the free life behind us now The good time's really over for good I wish Coke was still cola And a joint was a bad place to be It was back before Nixon lied to us all on TV. Before microwave ovens, when a girl could still cook and still would. It's the best of the free life behind us now. The good time really over for good I'll be rolling down a hill like a snowball headed for hell With no kind of chance for the flag or the liberty bell I wish a Ford and a Chevy would still last 10 years like they should. The best of the free life behind us now. The good time's really over for good. Stop rolling downhill like a snowball headed for hell. Thank you, Will. Stand up for the flag and let's all ring the liberty bell. Let's make a Ford and a ship that would still last ten years like the should. Cause the best of the free life is still yet to come. The good times ain't over for good